Jesse Kelly show. And I'm telling you, I cracked the code, Chris. I cracked the code with Joe Biden. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Let me play it again for you real quick. Everyone's made fun of Joe Biden all day long for finishing his State of the Union with the go get him. Listen again. I'm telling you, he wore an earpiece. He had an earpiece, a hidden earpiece of some kind. This is a total conspiracy theory, by the way. I have nothing to back this up whatsoever. But he wore an earpiece, and the wires got crossed, and the message that was supposed to get to his handler instead went right to Joe or went to everybody, and Joe ends up repeating back what he just heard. We are stronger today than we were a year ago, and we'll be stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. (laughs) Whoops. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) By the way, I did get... Confirmation, uh, there have been massive explosions in Kiev, Ukraine. And uh, you can get you can see them on video now if you want to dig up. They're, they've been big explosions. Again, I brought this up before. I don't like to bring this up a lot because it is such a Debbie Downer. And it, so many people have rallied around this whole thing. And uh, We love the story of the Spartan 300, don't we? We love the story of the Alamo. Who doesn't love the story of the Alamo? Remember the Alamo. They still all died in the end. Let's keep that in mind. I, I, we, can, we can hope and pray. and If you want to help, help, do whatever. But there, there may only be one inevitable outcome in this because Putin dies if he doesn't succeed. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. First of all, Joaquin in Pennsylvania, go. I actually have two points. The first one is Ukraine. It's going to be a casualty of the war on climate change. We're disarmed without energy independence. But my main point was, you say the Alamo and lost causes. What about the truckers in Canada, mm-hmm. what they've suffered now? Mm-hmm. Everyone was behind them. Rah, rah, rah. Go, go, go. Peaceful protest, right? Yep. Well, now their lives have been completely destroyed. And I wonder how many of them are sitting there since they've been abandoned by everyone. There's not even a word said anymore. And nobody coming up with any ideas maybe to help these guys out, like perhaps give them sanctuary in one of our red states. You know, it's actually a really good point. It's a very good point. I don't know what we would do. I mean, look, listen, red states can't set immigration policy. Immigration policy is set by the feds. You can't just you know, wake up in South Carolina and say, Canadian truckers, come on down. That's not, that's not allowed. It's a violation of federal law. But, I mean, he's not wrong. And listen, we talked, I've talked about this before, about how this is, in, in my eyes, the era of cowardice or the age of cowardice, however you want to put it. And this came up before when that swimmer for Penn was dominating all the women. Some dude just decided he was a woman and just destroyed every record and slaughtered all the women. And and we're supposed to be outraged about it. And I understand people outraged about it. And what I came on and said was, where are the boycotts from the female swimmers on the team? Where's the walkouts of the meets? Where's the, I'm not going to compete anymore. Where's the, no one did any of that. No one did any of that. But there's, a, there's another part of it. They didn't do it because they're scared. What are they scared of? The system hits back. Corrupt 
despotic governments hit back. People are scared, and it is not without reason. They can hurt you. These governments now have the, have the power to hurt you. You saw one of the January 6th guys. He just, just committed suicide, 37 years old. No criminal record. They so wrecked his life, he killed himself. These guys, this is why I've been, I've been so emphatic that I don't care what goes on in the world. China, Russia, Ukraine, Germany, South America, doesn't matter to me. There is no bigger thing happening in the world right now than the governments of the Western democracies turning against their own citizens. Because if we get to that point, or maybe we're already on this point, how do you come back from that? How do you come back from that when the FBI has become a partisan organization only interested in going after the right? And that's, that's not a small thing. That's a big thing. It's everything. It's absolutely everything. And you're going to have to pardon me if I'm not a little extra cynical about this. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. Right. It's to fund the police. <laughs> fund them. Okay. Fund the police now after after all this time, all this time about defund them. I mean, I know you remember. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Okay, it was, it was a long time of that after St. George Floyd, God rest his soul, died. It was a long time. Why fund the police again now? Well, you're going to have to forgive me if I'm a little bit cynical. I think they ran a lot of the good cops out of these blue areas. And now that they have police forces maybe more loyal to them, now let's bring the funding back in. Remember something. Remember this. They're not anti-police. They're anti-police ever going after them. The same way they're not, you know, this is a great example. You see a lot of people on the right, maybe, you're, maybe your favorite host has said it or a person you follow on social media. You've seen a lot of people on the right say this. Oh, it's so funny how Democrats all want to send guns to Ukraine now but take our guns away. That's so hypocritical. No, it's not. You don't understand what you're facing. Communists aren't anti-gun. They love guns. They murdered a lot of people with them. They're anti-you having guns. That's the difference. Communists are more than happy arming anyone they don't consider to be an enemy. When they talk about the Second Amendment and we need limits here and limit these magazines and let's ban this and ban that, it's not because they're anti-gun. They're not anti-assault rifle, if that's a thing. They're not anti-extended magazines. They love all those things. They just don't really want you to have them. And why don't they want you to have them? So they can hurt you. Communists want the freedom to hurt you if you don't comply. We don't have to do this. They're being hypocrites game. No, they're not. They want the freedom to hurt you. It's just like the COVID stuff where we tried to point out hypocrisy. Oh, they, they want masks on kids, but, but then they went to a big party. It's not hypocrisy. 
They think they're better than you and they're not worried about coronavirus at all. They don't care about your kids. They love abusing your kids. The, the entire party is about child abuse. They love abusing your kids. It has nothing to do with hypocrisy. By the way, I almost forgot. Happy uh, uh, Ash Day. Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, right, Chris? What am I asking you for? It's not you people's holiday. It is Ash Wednesday, right? I'm not Catholic, but I see everybody has the, the Ash Cross on the forehead. So I want to make sure I wish a happy Ash Wednesday to all of our Catholics out there. I'm sure we have plenty of them. 877-377-4373. Not hypocrisy. Not hypocrisy at all. The communist just wants to be able to hurt you. They're not anti-cops. They're not anti-FBI. Maybe they used to be against the FBI all the time. Notice you never hear that now? Isn't it odd? You cannot find a single Democrat in America speaking out against the FBI. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. All of a sudden, they're pro-federal law enforcement? Man, that came out of the blue, Chris. I'm stunned. I'm out. Look, I'm absolutely stunned. How about that? How about that? You see Lauren Boebert? <laughs> Our Lauren Boebert interrupted Biden during the speech last night. A cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. Okay, of course, he had to pull out his son again. Uh, his son did not die in combat. That has nothing to do with what he's talking about. That's one. Two, Lauren Boebert speaks out. She interrupts the speech. 13 of them. And today you've seen all kinds of the communists up in arms about it. Who's that, Marjorie or Lauren? This is Lauren. Oh, Lauren Boebert. Now, you know, don't talk about the military unless you really want to talk about the military. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you can't do what they do. That's why they, we revere them, because they do the stuff we can't do. Right. And the minute you poop on them, you poop on them like the last guy did, talking about those gold star families, talking about... Yeah, we don't need to hear too much of Whoopi Goldberg's voice. It is funny. It is funny that they're all of a sudden back to support our troops. Oh, oh, and decorum. You're hearing a lot of lectures today about Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene speaking out. Let's have, a, let's have a brief talk about decorum. But first, let's talk about MyPillow. You know they have the Giza Dream Sheets on sale for the lowest price ever, right? And you know that they're so confident in all the stuff they sell. Everything comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. How confident... Do you have to be in your sheets that you say, oh, no, no, take them home for a couple months. And if you're not happy, send them back. No one sends them back. You can get them right now for as low as $39.99. They're 60% off, 6-0. But you got to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE. Go get your Giza Dream Sheets. May I recommend getting two sets? Then you always have one on your bed. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Did you hear what Heavy D did, Chris? Heavy D gets up to USF and, and gets a, he just has to give a little speech and he walks up and they've got all these kids behind him and they're all wearing masks. It's a little hard to hear, but Heavy D gets up and basically tells him, get rid of that crap. 
you do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. <laughs> the media is so salty about it. They're so mad at Heavy D. All right, back to back to this this Lauren Boebert interrupts the State of the Union, and now the media is all up in arms today about the decorum, and that's not a kick her out of the house. People lie to themselves about what politics has always been like. And this is normal for human beings. This is normal. As you get older, you look back on your past or this vacation or this house or this girlfriend or this boyfriend. or this. You look back on days more fondly than they probably were. It's human nature. And people do this with politics all the time. They talk about, it didn't used to be this way. Decorum? Do you know when the Civil War stuff was starting to heat up, on top of all the duels, I mean, people used to kill each other in politics in this country, that one guy approached another guy, elected officials, and almost beat him to death with a cane in Congress. Almost beat him to death with a cane. He thought he was going to have to resign because he almost beat someone to death. So in general, that's, that's not great for the career. He ended up getting a bunch of canes shipped to him from his constituents who were happy with what he did. Decorum. Have you ever seen these videos from other countries? They'll just flat out getting fist fights up there. Let's just have a big old fight. Americans somehow think that politics is supposed to be gentle. And the communists don't act that way. The communists will loot and burn and murder. Remember, they'll send activists to your house to scream at you with megaphones. But the second anyone gets a little extra salty, they try to do the, that's not, that's not right. That's not politics. Oh, no, it is. You're just doing the ultimate American communist thing. You're playing the victim the second your tactics get used back on you. You shouldn't shout at the president. I say you should. You shout at ours. I think, I think we should have street activists out there in front of your businesses. I think we should do everything to you, you do to us. I think, you know what? No, I can't say that, Chris. That would have been, I can't encourage people to do things like that. I can't encourage people to do things like that. By the way, just a heads up, Kiev, Russia. I can't say it on the air, Chris, but uh, give, uh, giving you another heads up here. And the city of Kharkiv or Kharkiv. I, I, again, I'm going to screw up these names. I don't speak Ukrainian. Buildings are burning. And a city of Chuhuv, Chuhuiv, sorry, I, look, I don't speak Ukrainian. Shut up, Chris. There are massive explosions. It looks like Russia is most definitely ramping things up. And I'll give you updates on that as we move along. Speaking of Russia, Russia, China, North Korea. Remember Russia and China, especially recently, they tested these hypersonic missiles. Technology we don't even have. North Korea, they're, they're, they're always doing this. Oh, what? We did a missile test. Didn't ask permission. Up yours. What are you going to do about it? Well, John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby, he got up and talked about the fact we're supposed to be testing a Mach 3 missile, right? Well, I want you to listen to America's politicians, and I want you to understand that these people are so out of touch with reality. It's actually, it's gotten to the point where it's dangerous. Today... I want to talk a little bit about something that we are not going to do, and I want to explain why. Last weekend, as you saw, President Putin directed a special alert 
of Russian nuclear forces. Now, in this time of heightened tensions, the United States and other members of the international community rightly saw this as a dangerous and irresponsible, and as I've said before, an unnecessary step. Both the United States and Russia have long agreed that, most recently this year, in the context of the P-5 statement, that a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. The United States has not taken any similar steps. And so, in an effort to demonstrate that we have no intention in engaging in any actions that could be misunderstood or misconstrued, the Secretary of Defense has directed that our Minuteman III Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Test Launch, scheduled for this week, to be postponed. Now, we did not take this decision lightly, but instead to demonstrate that we are a responsible nuclear power. A responsible nuclear power? Do, do these people, do they honestly understand how they sound to the world's wolves? Does President Xi of China, do you think, do you think he fears a, quote, responsible nuclear power? Or do you think it would be better if he thought we're a little bit crazy? Do you think Vladimir Putin, do you think he heard John Kirby today talk about how we're going to be responsible? And he went home and sat down and thought to himself, ah, I want to be responsible too, just like America. I think I'll back off. These people are a national security threat. They are, a, gosh, you know what? We're going to get back to some calls here real quick. John in San Diego, go. Yeah, uh, first off, um, you're right about the, uh, uh, let, let's get let's get him, because several times when he's re been reading speeches, there are parts in a speech on a teleprompter where it's a directive uh, that's in parentheses, and he's read them out loud. But the main thing I was going to say is uh, he said yesterday that you can't build the wall tall enough to stop COVID. But, of course, the six-foot uh, tall partitions of the restaurants obviously did the job. It's not a bad point. Not, here's what he said. We won't stop. <clears throat> because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop <laughs> the spread of these diseases. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just so funny when he loses his train of thought. It's, you can't build a wall high enough to the to keep out uh, the vaccine, which will help stop the spread. What does that mean? What does any of that mean? Look, even Kamala thinks it's funny. <laughs> what, Chris? You gave me the Kamala laugh button back. You don't expect me to use it. I have this power here. I have to use it. <laughs> All right. We get to some emails. Hang on. the jesse kelly show and look i get these questions a lot so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tackle this one right now but remember if you miss any part of the show the whole thing's available on iheart google spotify and itunes you can email the show jesse at jesse this one says dear shogun oracle if i had my druthers heavy d would be the next president Anecdotally, I can tell you dozens of people on my factory floor only got into politics because of Trump and don't seem too keen on other Republicans. I know you've advocated for a competitive primary, but do you think Heavy D could run in 2024 and retain those voters if he won? 
I imagine it'd be a brutal primary. My position has been and will remain this. I do not fear competition. Competition is uncomfortable, but it makes us better. At some point in your life, you've had to compete. Maybe it's been in sports. Maybe it was in the military. Maybe it's been in the business world. At some point, you've been forced to compete. It's oftentimes not fun. It's oftentimes not what you want. I was starting quarterback. Now I got I to gotta have tryouts this year. That sucks. Not a great feeling. I just want to, I don't want, can't you just give me the starting job? But it also means you practice a little harder, doesn't it? A little more time in the weight room, a little more time doing the smart things out there. Competition is good, not bad. There is so much more to running for office, especially president, than getting up and doing three debates on national television. That's part of it, yes. But when you're running for president, you have to understand you need basically separate organizations in all 50 states and those organizations have to be spread out throughout the state. You need get out the vote efforts. You need fundraising efforts. You have to get back on message, figure out what people like, figure out what they don't like. Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee. He's the most popular Republican in America comfortably. Fine. The worst thing in the world that could happen to America, the Republican Party, and Donald Trump himself would be for him to declare that he's running and everyone else gets out. And that's the likely thing that's going to happen. Why? Donald Trump has spent the last two years golfing in Mar-a-Lago surrounded by the biggest butt-kissing leeches you've ever, you've ever talked to in your entire life. That's not his fault. That's just what happens when you're president. I've seen these videos of him. Oh, look at them. That's Donald Trump golfing. Oh, Mr. President, you are the best. Oh, now that may feel really good. That does not get you to run. That doesn't get you ready to run against the Democratic machine. And it gets you out of touch with what your base wants. And Donald Trump's always been really great at that. Really great at understanding what the base wants. That's why he totally went off the rails a couple weeks ago or maybe a month or two ago when he turned into President Pfizer and went on a, a tour telling everyone to take the vaccine. You remember I about blew a gasket on the show. And guess what happened after that? You haven't heard a word about it since. Why? He finally started getting out there and hearing what you want to hear. He needs competition to get back in fighting shape, politically fighting shape. He, yes, you're right, by the way. The primary would be nasty. Any primary involving Donald Trump would be nasty because he's a brawler. That's what he is. He's going to trash you, probably trash your mom too. That's who, that, that's who Donald Trump is. Look, good. Trash him back. Let's have some competition. You can say, and you may be saying right now, I've heard a lot of this. You can say to yourself, well, Jesse, then it just divides us. We're wasting resources. Then we're hating each other and we won't win an election. Okay. <clears throat> then how'd Trump win in 2016? Was he, was he very kind in that primary? Did I miss the kind, gentle Donald Trump in that primary? 
Was that a really nice primary? Because I'm old enough to remember Donald Trump and Marco Rubio getting in an actual argument in public about who had the bigger manhood. That was one of the nastiest, most immature primaries I've ever seen. I I don't hate it, but it was nasty. I mean, flat out hatred. Cruz people, Rubio people, Trump people, Bush people. Everyone hated everybody. And yet Donald Trump turned around after winning that primary and became president of the United States of America. This argument that this primary, a nasty primary, primary will carry over and we won't win the presidency is not true. It is not true. Historically, it's not true at all. Donald Trump, the country, the GOP, we need a competitive primary. I want them all to compete. I like Trump. I like Heavy D. I like Ted Cruz. I, I like a lot of these guys running. I'm not backing a horse. I want them to compete. Go. Get fundraising efforts in place. Go. Have debates. Go. Get out the vote. Go. Show me who's going to be on message and who's not. You tell me right now. Which candidate, which candidate is going to commit to challenging the weaponized administrative state of America that is attacking Republicans. I don't think I've heard a single Republican in this country speak loudly about it who might run for president. Okay, well, I'm a voter. I demand that. I think that's the biggest issue in the country. If nobody has to compete, they don't improve or get any better. And you'll hear some of this, and I don't hear a lot of it, to be frank. People are, people understand what I'm saying, but you'll hear some of this, oh, You're never Trump. Well, that's ridiculous. I've never been never Trump. I loved Trump. thought he was an excellent president. But I do have news for you. You might be never Trump. What do I mean by that? Well, if you spend every waking moment waving MAGA pom-poms, everything he does is perfect. Trump's the best. He walks on water, second coming of Christ. You're the most never Trump person on the planet. Because you don't demand any improvement at all. And Donald Trump is really good about listening to his base. If everyone in his base is, oh, Trump is my God, then he'll never improve. If his base actually is willing to level fair criticism towards him, he will improve. He does listen. If you're the Donald Trump walks on water guy, you're never Trump. You are. You despise him. You think you love him. You despise him. I've used this example before. If I gain 75 pounds and I go visit my parents and I walk in the door and I'm just a tub of goo and my mom comes up to me and says, she says, oh, you are so handsome. This is the best you've ever looked. I'm so proud of you for being so handsome. And I walk up to my father and he says what he would say. You are disgusting. What have you, Did you stop going to the gym? Get your fat butt out of my house and go for a jog now. Well, one of those hurt a lot more to hear, right? But which parent loved me more? Which parent truly loved me more? Put away the pom-poms. Make them compete. And look, if you're a hardcore Trump person, that's fine. He probably wins that primary anyway. As the guy just pointed out, Donald Trump energized the Republican base in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. He probably runs in a very heated primary and wins. Good. He'll be better on the back end of a heated primary. If it becomes this coronation, oh, hail God, Trump, 
then he's not going to be better. And remember what they did to him last time? You think they're not going to be twice as vicious this time? These people are demons. He has got to get in political fighting shape. He has to. Only a primary gives us that. All right, we're going to do a couple more emails, and then we're going to get to headlines I didn't get to. Now let's also do this. Go to T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers. And I want you to do something for me. I want you to sign up and give them $11 a month. And I want you to understand this for me. You know how often I warn about scumbag charities and nonprofits and how many bad ones there are out there. Tunnel to Towers isn't one of them. When you give the Tunnel to Towers, that money goes exactly where you want it to go. They're paying off mortgage for Gold Star families. They're building smart homes for veterans, catastrophically injured veterans who need them. I've told you before, they're building an entire community down in Florida just for Gold Star families, their kids. Pool, houses, office set up. That's where your money goes, helping the people who've given so much for us. Go to T, the number two, T.org and sign up. 11 bucks a month is all they ask. T2T.org. Sign up today. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Whenever I'm done here, a couple more emails. Jesse. Thank you for mentioning how hard it is on a wife and child to send a dad off to war. I was that lady with a little son sending my soldier husband in the Gulf War. My Marine Corps husband got called up to be in support of avionics sailing on the SS Wright out of North Carolina. We get to the port and say goodbye, all the crying and such, and they say, oh, not until tomorrow. Well, saying goodbye two times was really hard. Anyway, war isn't a video game, so glad my husband came home. But 30-plus years later, he still suffers from PTSD and many issues related to being in a combat situation. Let the elites send their family members. Oh, no, we are just the stupid people who actually love America. Semper Fi says I can use her name. Her name is Lisa. Just, just remember, sometimes war is necessary. But if you're pounding those war drums, you better be going too. Or someone you love better be going too. Shogun, you might want to cancel the pirate voyage. The car carrier with all the Porsches sank a few hours ago. Oh, no. You remember, Chris, there was a gigantic cargo ship crossing the ocean with a bunch of Porsches on it, and it caught fire, and they had to abandon ship. And by international law, anyone could have claimed it. It went down. What, Chris? Oh, that's a good point. Chris said now it's sunken treasure. How deep, Chris, can you find out where it is? How deep are we talking here? If it's 20, 30 feet, I've been snorkeling several times. Let me just say, I'll get down there. Dear Jesse, are WSWs destroying the country? Chris, what are WSWs? Look that up. They're the ones who hate mean tweets and brought us a hollow and childish administration. But with that, they're also the ones who brought things like keeping downtown tent cities permanent, letting out criminals, BLM, Antifa, all to be nicey nice faces. Must they be stopped? Maybe we should give them extra chores for election day. Chris, what is it? 
Oh, suburban white women. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're destroying the country. There's no question. No, I'm not, no, I'm not trying to be mean. There, there's no question about it. They're destroying America. I, I've watched this in my own neighborhood. Remember, I live in the Texas suburbs. I lived in the Texas suburbs, and it's red. I mean, everyone's a Republican. Everybody. I think I did one of those zip code lookup things, and it was something like 92% Republican. And I remember for Donald Trump, all of his four years, we, would, we always have these gigantic neighborhood parties. And there's a big crawfish boil or, or a big party for the game or someone's going to rent the fights. And, we'll, and so all the couples get together. All the families get together. Kids are in the pool, you know, all that stuff. And so we're always talking. And inevitably, because I'm there, politics will come up. And it was a consistent theme for four years. The men almost universally said, oh, gosh, I don't like Trump's tweets. Why does he have to do that? But, man, he's done a killer job. We're doing great. I can't wait to vote for him again. Love Trump. Oh, yeah, love Trump. Don't love the tweets, but I love Trump. That was a consistent theme. And a consistent theme was also this. The women reviled him. And let me be clear about something. Ladies, I have a rule in life. Actually, everyone, I have a rule in life. And this very much applies right now. And that rule is this. If it doesn't apply to you, don't apply it to you. So don't send me an email saying, that's not true. I'm a woman and I love Trump and all the women I know love Trump. Okay, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Women in general, especially suburban women, they were so turned off by his mannerisms, they couldn't see through all that and see how effective his policies was. Now, you can blame Trump for that or you can blame them, but that is a fact. It, it, it hurts. It hurt, it, it hurt a lot. All right, that's enough of that for now. Let's move on. And now, here's a headline. By the goal, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Texas investigates parents over the care for transgender youth. I still I still can't quite wrap my mind around the fact that we, a supposedly civilized country. We will now medically completely dismember young kids because of societal influences and they can't change their minds on things. And we act like this is anything other than criminals. If you do that to your child, if you encourage it and allow it in your child, at best, you should be thrown in a dark hole for the rest of your life. I don't care about your mental illness. Go be mentally ill in a dark hole. Maybe you can have some sunlight once a week. This is institutionalized child abuse. And if you're one of the, quote, doctors who does these things, uh, I'm going to leave out what I want done to you. Russia takes aim at urban areas. Biden vows Putin will, quote, pay. All right. We hear a lot of that. What does that mean? I mean, I see these sanctions. I saw, again, like I talked about earlier in the show, I see we grabbed a billionaire's yacht. Okay? What does that mean? The truth is, either it's going to become a hot war, or we're going to start putting sanctions on their energy, oil and gas, or... It looks like Russia might pull this off, as sad as that is. New Uber feature lets you book dinner reservations and concert tickets. This is the problem with all these companies that are gutter trash. Not all of them, but a lot of them that are gutter trash. They get so convenient and make life so convenient. My buddy told me about this one thing, Chris. I'm sure we can't afford it, but he said in New York, I don't know if this is still going, you can Uber a helicopter. 
I want to Uber a helicopter. Oh, what? That would be sweet. I'm sure it's probably a little bit out of my price range, but tell me that wouldn't be sweet. Oh, man. Except I hate helicopters. U.S. oil surpasses $106 per barrel for the first time in over seven years. Yeah, this is probably going to be a little painful in the coming days. Speaking of which, Shell quits Russia, joining BP as the oil giants object to an attack on Ukraine. We are going to be taking a beating at the pump here. Airbnb offering free temporary housing for up to 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. Okay, I support that. Also, remember, Airbnb hates your freaking guts, and you should probably go somewhere else. Leftist activist Nandini Jammy, I'm sure I didn't say that right, targets satire site Babylon B for cancellation over disinformation. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what a shock. A communist is calling for censorship. You know what, speaking of which, as long as we're bringing up good companies and bad companies, I haven't even talked to you about Pure Talk tonight. Do you still send your money every single month to Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile? I mean, pure talk aside for a moment, you know those companies are garbage, right? They hate you. They, they, they run ad campaigns trying to destroy everything you care about. Pure talk never does that. They love the country. CEOs of Vietnam veteran, their customer service is even based in America. I've talked to them several times. I get to talk to an American. On top of the fact you get to save, average family saves over $800 a year. And it takes less than 10 minutes to switch, by the way. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% on your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Back to headlines. Humanity has a brief and rapidly closing window to avoid a hotter, deadly future, according to a UN climate report. Haven't you heard, guys? Global warming's back in the news, baby. <laughs> All right. Keep your chin up. We'll have more fun tomorrow, I promise. That's all. <laughs>